Welcome to Riverdale. Welcome back, guys. Welcome to Welcome to Riverdale. <laughs> I'm your host, Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, and this is the official Carefree Black Nerd review over CW and Archie Comics Riverdale. Uh, when you're listening to this episode, please use that hashtag WTRPod and let me know you're listening. Live tweet as well, if you will. And uh, for longtime listeners, you know I have been going back and forth and up and down, left and right, diagonal. And everything else with this damn show. Now, this is Season 3, Episode 16, Chapter 51, Big Fun. Rehearsals for this year's musical get underway. Betty grows increasingly annoyed by Evelyn's involvement with the musical, as well as the lives of her friends. Veronica learns some devastating news about her family. Let me get into it like this. I'm not going to be long, uh, but... (laughs) This was a very good episode. Now, for those of you who have listened at home, been listening for a while, you know that I have a very troubling relationship with this. And with that being said, oh man, this was just a damn good episode for me. Now, there were a lot of things I didn't like. Uh, Josie's hair for one. There was a thread recently on Twitter and I saw it shared by Natasha... Rothwell, uh, I believe that's her name, from uh, Insecure. And it was about how black actors and actresses lots of times get their own hair done and cut or they bring their own hair to the set because a lot of, well, Hollywood in general, when they hire black people, though that is a great feat, they do not hire people to do black hair. They hire people who may be Eh, comfortable or okay with it and a lot of times it comes out looking like how it be looking that being said Josie she had this ponytail which in some scenes looked really nice and others look really uh, so it almost looked to me that they shot this episode over the course of maybe a couple days and they just took the better scenes whatever scenes were the best and those scenes didn't always have the best hair and that is a little disheartening I don't know it was crazy but I will say I didn't think Josie got enough time in this episode Uh, I didn't like well you know I don't want to say I was going to say I didn't like Kevin but he was the one putting on the show so I'm okay with Kevin's role in this episode I just This episode, for me, all personal feelings aside, felt like a mix, match, hodgepodge of different scenes. The overall arc was the Heathers stage play, which, by the way, watching this episode, the reason I know this episode was good is that now I want to go see Heathers some kind of way. Now, I need to look up, which I didn't before recording... Whether this is Heather's the television show, not television show, excuse me, Heather's the movie, and I know that there's a Heather stage play. Are those one and the same? I I don't know. I'll I'll look it up, but I know I'm interested in seeing Heather's now. Uh, So kudos to you, Riverdale, for that. (laughs) Now, with this show, Kevin was throwing throwing the play. the beginning seemed a bit iffy for me because a lot of it was him praising uh, Cheryl and how she's going to be the bad bitch number one and she got Veronica and Betty on her side and this and that. It's 
I didn't like that, but it I eventually became okay with his character and the way he was acting in the show. Um, what else? Betty fucking Slade. That motherfucker was sickening. Every fucking look they gave her, she worked that shit. I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to sit here praising her like she's the best thing since sliced bread, but you got to give a win. Call a win when you see it. Betty was phenomenal in this episode as far as the way she looked. The, her clothes fit her well. She wore them well. Um, the, the, the pieces looked good. I mean, overall, everyone did look good. Um, there was one scene during the Sung Candy Shop where her, Betty Veronica, and Cheryl looked like motherfucking Clueless, like, come to life. Well, not life. Clueless is a live-action movie. Well, they looked like the movie Clueless. They very much gave me Cher, Dion, and Ty, and I loved it. Uh, one thing that I didn't love about this episode was Cheryl and Cheryl and Tony. I don't like the way that the show seems to almost make us or want us to be upset with Tony and want to have Tony and Cheryl together. I personally feel like Cheryl needs to be alone. Cheryl is not a healthy person. She is very manipulative. She's abusive. She literally hit Tony. Or, well, let me not say either she hit or she shoved her extremely hard while performing this song. <clears throat> She cussed uh, Tony out about wearing red. You can't fucking wear red. And I know a lot of the the kind of conflicts or interactions in between sons was probably just to get to the next son or to make the son make sense. But overall, Cheryl has always been a horrible person. She's been a horrible person to everyone. I didn't like that. There were some moments where they were pushing a lot of the couples together. One in particular being Reggie and Veronica after Veronica discovers that her parents are getting a divorce. Let's address this for a minute. Veronica was extremely upset and for no goddamn reason. I was like, why the fuck are you mad? What are you upset about? You don't even like these people. These people don't even like you. If whoever is handling the show over the last couple episodes are trying to kind of course correct what has happened and make Veronica into this different type of person or more like she was at the very beginning of season one, I get it, but it's too little too late and that doesn't make sense to me. This is not part of this is not consistent with the character we've been given all this time even her and her father's relationship is like what is this daddy daughter bullshit you motherfuckers don't even like each other this is odd um but then there was her and reggie and for reggie to be so adamant about being with her felt like an odd thing as well because you've been there and y'all were clearly in a relationship that i knew nothing about i being the viewer that was odd uh, but when they had sex, he was like, oh, you know, I never really thought this would happen again. I was like, what the, what the fuck is going on? Why are they writing him this way? This motherfucker is not a good girlfriend to you, nor a good business partner, if you even were that. It's just, I don't like them together, and I, I really wish they would break up. This show, just break them up. This is stupid. Another thing, at the beginning of the episode, when everyone, let me see, Josie, Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, Sweet Pea, Archie, and Reggie are all, I guess, the first to audition or get a spot, whatever. Well, Reggie grabs Archie's head and does that, like, brotherly thing, like, give him a noogie or some shit. And he's like, yeah, and I'm Reggie, and this is my boy Archie, and we're just going to be here. Two straight dudes at a play or something silly like that. And I was like, how tone deaf is that? 
I'm hoping that I'm missing something and that interaction that they had is something that's in the play Heathers that I just am not getting because I haven't seen it. If not, well, even if it is, that's still silly as fuck. Like with, especially with your audience that we have. Oh, I tell you, that was some silly shit. Also, Archie and Josie, they go on this whole... Will they want they thing where they're together? Which, again, this show pisses me off. The thing I hate the most is you can't keep erasing these black bodies. Let's not act as if Melody and Valerie were never a part of this show. This is odd that Archie and Josie would be together at all. All things considered, he dated your best friend. He dated Valerie for a substantial amount of time. And I say that because even if it was one episode, it still would have been substantial in this fucking universe where continuity does not matter. And plot holes are like accessories for this damn show. That being said, I don't like them together, but I don't like them together just because I don't like the look of them together. Not that it's interracial or anything. It's just these two characters. It just does not make sense. Adding to that, you can't put them together and then just erase Valerie and then the way that Valerie and Melody left it was like what the fuck is going on did the same thing to Chuck you did the same thing like why were they just gone you're still high school students that's why this show doesn't know what age they want these kids to be there is a song on the show which I assume is in Heather's about being 17 and uh what happened was Betty and Jughead were sitting in the trailer that was stolen. You know, they don't live there anymore. And I cackled when they said somebody stole the trailer. But uh, Reggie, Jughead was so upset. And Betty was like, well, just be with me. Be 17. Get Coney Dogs and burgers and go to the movies and this and that. I was like, motherfucker, don't give me that. Let's be 17. I knew it was a song from the play. But... This let's be 17 shit, that ship sailed a long time ago. You fools have been walking around acting like y'all 29 to 32 for the past two seasons. What is this let's be 17? Can we please be 17? And then there was a scene where everyone was in the class and they were talking about SATs and school and parents. I'm like, why is Archie in this scene? Is this motherfucker even in school? Didn't he drop out and then get a gym from Hiram? This show is so freaking wacky. So, this is what I've decided to do. This is almost too little too late. But just watch the fucking show and laugh at the inconsistencies. Because I can't stress out about this wild, silly clownery that this show is constantly presenting every fucking week after week after week. (laughs) Now, I'll say, with the Midnight Club and with this episode... I would say they're kind of up there. Um, There were flaws with this episode, much like with The Midnight Club, but I really, really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, They go to the farm. Now, oh, another thing. Betty. Okay, so Evelyn Eggernever is Kevin's assistant director or whatever. Like, she's helping him throw the play. And Betty says out of her mouth, and I'm like, maybe this is how tone deaf privileged people are. She's okay. So Kevin says, Evelyn is going to be my whatever assistant VP or whatever. Betty says, What? But Kevin, you always do this alone. Yeah, that's the problem. What the fuck? Like, I was like, What? 
What did she, <coughs> excuse me, did they write her to say, that sound silly as hell. Why would any one person want to put on a production on their own? Not even to just like, oh, I'm getting all the credit, but it's just a lot of shit to do. So it was so weird that you hung up on that. Yes, Betty, he does it on his own and none of you motherfuckers help him out. That's the problem. But then when Evelyn had the cast together laying on their backs on the floor, telling them to tell their secrets and whatever else, that was weird. But I laugh at Evelyn. She is not spooky. She's not scary. She's silly as hell. I, I just love looking at her because she's weird as, as fuck. She had this shirt that said the farm on it. And like I said on Twitter, honestly, I think I want one of those shirts. Like, all bullshit aside, <laughs> as fucked up as this show is, I think I want one of those shirts. Well, she comes in, says all that. They do the song and dance. And then Betty approaches Evelyn is like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to come in here and be a part of this play and use it for your little cult to recruit people and such and such. Now, Betty may be right, but do you know how annoyed I was as a viewer? Like, I'm all for Betty. I'm trying to be on her team. The show wants us to be on the main force team. But I'm thinking like, Evelyn ain't did shit to you. Like, she threatened you about releasing your secrets, but that's honestly after you tried to release their secrets. And the shit that the, the farm has been doing that we've been privy to does not seem harmful to me. Now, it is harmful that uh, Alice took Betty's money and spent it and gave it to the farmer. I mean, I get that. But Evelyn, personally, it felt frustrating because... Betty is on this crusade to bring down the farm, but she's not doing shit. Like, she's not doing anything. Much like the Gargoyle King shit that ran for far too long that I feel like is still either going to continue on or they're just going to drop that altogether and never discuss it or maybe discuss it in passing. Betty's attention to this farm dilemma is piss poor at best. So for her to come up to Evelyn like, you're trying to recruit people and such and such, like, bitch, give it a rest. Relax, Betty. Like, sit the fuck down. Like, we're, we're doing a play, even if this is what she's doing. Why do you keep going to the bad guys and telling them the shit that you're going to do? I'm going to, you're doing this and I got to take you down. Just fucking do it. Like, ugh. Betty was just insufferable, like, when it came to Evelyn and the farm and shit. Like, girl... Calm the fuck down. It's not that goddamn deep. Now, when we get to the farm, which is at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, Evelyn's like, look, you motherfuckers, this unconventional. I know you usually have a party after the show is going on, but let's have one before. And she stands up on the table and bring everybody to the house or whatever else. During this time is when we see a lot of these pairings of couples that's just like, this doesn't make sense with what you've presented for this whole season. Why are these couples still there? Even the last few episodes. But I digress. And she gives Kevin a mushroom brownie that was soaked in maple. Such a weird... Like, it was an edible. It was like some type of drug, something. Uh, which, cause she said, oh, enjoy the trip. <sighs> Kevin goes to drink water. And he sees Midge hung up on the wall, dead like she was at the last play. Let me say, Kevin has a perm, and I actually like this look. 
<laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Um, then we get back the next day, and she's like hosting this roundtable thing with the cast, and like everyone, you know, tell your secrets. That'll help us get to know each other better. And I was like, why the fuck would I, as a high school student, want to tell you? Even if I'm friends with all these people, why would I want to tell one of my deepest, darkest secrets that nobody knows about at all? Let alone here at this group with y'all. And also, why would I do it during the rehearsal for a play? Like, this ain't even the time. But everybody starts spilling secrets. Who's sleeping with who? Who fucking with who? Who's mad about what? And Sweep, he mentioned his summer fling with Josie. And I was like, y'all quit mentioning this. You did not do anything. Actions speak louder than words. Just saying it doesn't make it true. So now, if I was random and brand new to this show... I watch this scene, and let's say I want to go back. Oh, you know, two brown people having a relationship over the summer. Let me see what this is about. There are, there's no evidence of this at all. Like this shit was trash, boy. Um, but yeah, but if, all in all, I'll say that this was a really good episode because it got me wanting to uh, see Heather's. The music, I think they did really well. Um, I'm staying on because I'm waiting for Fred. I want to finish this season out. I may have found a way to watch this show and not be so frustrated all the time. But additionally, um, this is where I ended last season. Because we had the Josie finding out about Cheryl poisoning her and running off the pussycats and this and that. And then this whole makeup that they had on stage, which was, which was trash to say the least. Like, uh... I'm over it. I was over it. And so I never got back. I never got back into the show. I missed all the riots. I'm still not okay with Cheryl and the shit that they have her do that's so fucking detrimental and it's horrible and it's it's manipulative and it's abusive and she's just a horrible ass person and we would just keep having to be the way that sh- it just doesn't feel real. The way that this show is handling a lot of characters. And yes, this is fantasy. This is a TV show. This is fiction. But are there no black women in the writer's room? Are there no gay men in the writer's room? Are there no Asian or Latinx, Latino, Latinx people in the room who don't have this same shared experience? Because a lot of times this show does not feel like there are people of color in the room or people of color with different backgrounds from their white counterparts. All in all, though, I will say that this was a very interesting episode. Now, the ending is what got me. I was enjoying the show. I was enjoying tweeting the show, you know, airing my grievances and laughing at stuff. But at the end, so Veronica finds out her parents are getting divorced. She has a nervous breakdown and tells them, it's okay if you're going to get a divorce, but please just come see me open tonight. Like, why would they not come see you? Please come see me together as well. Okay. So... After Betty and Jughead goes to burn down the meth lab that Gladys has stolen their trailer in May, which is so weird. Why are kids burning down drugs in this show? (laughs) And though they were in a car, you still were very close to that trailer. These drugs are permeating the air. Also, it's meth. I mean, well, it's jingle jangle or whatever, but this is meth, period. But that's neither here nor there. The show ends. And the kids, the cast, do a a really nice number of, I think, mixing up a couple songs from Heather's. When no one claps, which was very odd to me. Because this, at the end of the day, is a high school performance. Full of parents and, and surrogate parents and friends and whatnot. So when they ended that final number and no one clapped, 
I was like, what the fuck? But then there was a one lone clap that you could see from behind, and it was. Now, this continued on. I, being trained from watching TV and movies, thought that this was a slow clap that was starting. Well, it wasn't. This clap. That shit. Edgar Evernever, spoilers, stood up and was clapping. And may I say, this motherfucker, he, he looked kind of good. I'm just like, whoa, hold up. I thought you would be an ugly, bearded, heavier dude, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. He's clapping. And one by one, you see different people stand up clapping. And they're all wearing all white. So I think that this this farm is supposed to be like Scientology or something. Or maybe just a generic cult. Um, and they clap in that same rhythm. It isn't everybody clapping together. It's... And though that was weird, it was more weird that the people who were not in the cult were not clapping. This was the final number on this big-ass play. How the fuck are y'all not clapping? This is weird. So it ended, and that was a really good ending because the kids were looking around who were on stage like, what the fuck is this? And here go Evelyn. I knew my father would love it. I knew he was would come or something. But that was a good ending. It was a good cliffhanger. Um, if they had it ended the season that way, like right there, that would have even been a good ending for the season, I feel, because you still have plot lines up in the air. You still, well, you've kind of gotten the gang back together where everyone is happy and coupled and paired off, still with some lingering issues. You have some plot lines that are hanging in the air that you can do different things with. And we finally see the face of the farm. That would have been fine for me. That would have actually motivated me to want to see a season four a bit more. But I know we have, I think, one or two more episodes left. Um, but that was really good. One thing I do want to go back to is Weatherby. Principal Weatherby, um... There was a scene in this episode where pretty much it looked like uh, Kevin and Fangs were getting gay married and all white at this temple. And I don't know. I'm assuming this song, of course, is from Heather's. And I don't know the significance of the two boys. That's neither here nor there. Betty took pictures, which why was she able to sneak in and take pictures in this big ass facility? unchecked but she takes pictures and she sends well she takes them to Weatherby she's like they're at the farm this is the cult and such and such and he's like well no they're a sanctioned group sanctioned by me and Edgar Evernever has a manifesto that I feel like is interesting what the fuck so Weatherby was one of those people doing that which was like man Y'all don't know what the fuck to do with these brown and black people. And then when you do, you bring them in for this shit. Like, why is he now a part of this farm? What is that? What is the point of that? But whatever. I'm I'm still here for it. It was still an enjoyable episode. Not without its problems. Still mistreatment and mishandling of black women and brown people and marginalized folks. But whatever. That's Riverdale for you. Um, that being said, I'm... I'm 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 excited I guess for the next episode. We we're gonna see what it's hitting for. Uh thank you all for listening. Uh Black Lightning Matters Podcast has just wrapped up. Season two is wrapped up at the time of this recording. But please be ready for something special. Cole Jackson and I have lined up for you for the last week. Um also Deadly Class, I believe at the time of this recording 
is on its last episode. So I want to say that Riverdale will be the show that will ride me out through the uh, first quarter of the year. Um, be looking out for some more things on the Carefree Black Nerd feed. As always, check out BYNK Radio. When you're listening to this episode, hit me up. Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Use that hashtag, uh, WTRPod. Welcome to Riverdale. Let me know you're listening. Let's make this a conversation. Live tweet if you can. Um, I think next week is the last episode of the season, although I could be wrong. If it is, either way, I'm still going to try to live tweet it. And, um,. Shit, hit me up. Make this a conversation. You got something you want to say? Tweet it to me, and I'll say it on the show. Uh, until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck away from Riverdale. Hell, go to the farm if you have to, but please stay away from Riverdale.